Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to this special program. Tonight is the Poetically Correct Contest Summer Edition 2. I'm here with the man of the hour, the man who started it all, the one and only Aaron R., the poet. Hello, Aaron. Yes, sir. Yep. (laughs) Yes. Appreciate you for having me back, man. It's always exciting to be on the show. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for some good times too, man. I'm ready for some good times too. Let's get this journey started, man. All right. I'd like to hear from She's So Cold. Hold on, She's So Cold. I'm gonna get you set up. Okay. Mhm. <laughs> All right. You can start. Okay. <clears throat> no woman no cry No woman no cry Yeah little darling don't shed no tears No woman no cry I cry for you This world can be unforgiving sometimes so I kept you close always within arm's reach because in my eyes you were my most delicate creation. I knew life wouldn't always be fair for you. It wouldn't always care for you, so I wrapped you in my love, tight, restricted. I knew that day would come when you would no longer want my protection. I knew I would have to release you into the wild and believe within myself I did right by you. Remind you that the lions and tigers and bears are out there, but mama will always be here for you to run to. Pray that the concrete jungle will show you mercy. Pray that I planted victorious seeds of integrity within your soil, that from your loins a legacy of greatness will bloom and prove that your apple fell far from your father's tree. That from your very existence the world will be forever, will forever be a better place, I have to believe. Even when your words cut deep. Slice through my core with stories that sound like lies to me, but who am I to tell you not to believe what you perceive? You treat me like the enemy. Pull away when I go to touch your face. I just want to love you. Flashback. You wrapping your nine-year-old arms around my fleshy belly, digging your face into my love handle, screaming at the top of your lungs. Thank you, Mommy. This was the best birthday ever. And back to reality. I don't want to live with you anymore. I'm unhappy here, and I swear, it feels like you cursed at me. Called me the worst person to ever live, and I start to dig. Dig deep into my mental Rolodex to find the memory. Did I miss it? Were there red flags and I didn't notice? Did I miss the stage where you morphed into a grown man with stress and trauma that caused you to lash out at your mama? Did I miss it? If so, do you know that I'm sorry? Do you know that I didn't mean to make you feel whatever you feel that has you disconnected from me? Do you know that I'm learning how to parent you too? Parent you differently than I'm used to? Give you the space to grow without interlocking myself onto you like a leech because I don't want my baby to leave me. Don't you dare grow up on me. Do you know 
that I'm learning your love languages, and sometimes it feels like just when I figured it out, you become someone else. A new language emerges, and now there's a language barrier, and we can't seem to understand one another. You speak teenage boy. I speak parent of teenage boy. I'm too far removed from teenage years. I don't remember what teenage feels like. Teach me how to understand you. I promise I'm paying attention. You're growing up, and in the process, you're distancing yourself from me, and I'm trying not to look at your journey like a personal attack. I'm trying to remember that we all have to grow up that we have to experience life for ourselves and that this evolution is the next logical step. And if I remember every prayer that I have ever prayed for you and every time that my hands have blessed your head and every time that I have taken time to teach you about your greatness, then I'll find comfort in your growth. No woman, no cry. No woman, no cry. Yeah, little darling, don't shed no tears. No woman, no cry. Poem. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. That's how you are. That's an applause right there. All right, Aaron, you are my friend. Applause. Yeah, oh I told my you. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've said it. She's so cold. Like, I think I said this when you did the poem that we have for the like the contest day. But like, mm-hmm. all of your poems are just so passionate. Like, I guess talk to mm. us some about. You know, like I definitely feel like everything you say. It's like. I feel like I'm there and can definitely relate. You just kind of give off that type of energy. So I guess, have you always had that in your performances, or where does that type come from? Absolutely not. That came from lifing. <laughs> mm. so I, started, okay. I started doing poetry. I started performing poetry in college um, years ago. Um, in the early 2000s, I went to FAMU, and I started there. And it was there that I entered the journey. Uh, it was also there that I entered the journey of motherhood. And so um, when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I stepped away from the stage completely. There was no more performing. So I did not – so from 2002 to 2019, I never wrote a poem. I never performed a poem. I was completely against anything related to poetry and performing. Wait, did you say 2002 to 2019? Yeah. Yeah. 17 years. 17 years, I did not touch a stage. I did not complete a poem. I, I did not go to poetry shows. I was completely against poetry and, and everything associated. Mm. It was a, it was an old life to me. And so mm. I, I left because I, I walked away from poetry on bad terms. And so I never looked at the stage again. I was, a, I was a child. I was, you know, 20 years old when I walked away or 19 when I walked away. And so I, I, I wasn't realistic about life not looking the same after I got pregnant. So, you know, shame and embarrassment caused me to walk away at 19. And then um, looking at the shame and embarrassment 17 years later is when I was able to step back on the stage. I, I did a personal development course, and they sparked something within me. And as one of our challenges, we had to do something that we that was highly unlikely for us. And so I decided to step on the stage. And from there, I, the writing, the writing really comes from mothering 
It comes from mm. all the, the 17 years of experience. That's where it comes from. I'm, I'm a passionate person anyway, but mm. I, the one thing that I am most passionate about is my kids and the journey of motherhood. And mm. so a lot of my poetry comes from the gut, the gut of mothering, the gut of fear, the gut of anxiety, the gut of not feeling appreciated by the same people you spent the last 15 years of your life protecting. You understand what I mean? So yeah. that's where the passion comes from. All right. I'd like to ask a question, and this is a question that I'm going to ask all of you. She's so cold. Mm-hmm. What yes. is poetry? What is poetry? Talk to me from your heart. Talk to me from your heart. Poetry. Poetry is the rhythm, the rhythm of which I move. Everything in my life at this moment, at this time, is poetry. The shows that I do, the poems that I write, uh, being consistent um, in my artistry, that's, that's what's taking over right now. And I am super, I'm excited about it because for a long time there was nothing. I had work and I had children and that was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. And so once poetry came back into my life performing, it has taken over. And I'm very, very right. appreciative of it. I get to be a different person. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Now, I love it, our man. next love poet, <laughs> our next poet is Conscience 101. I'd like to bring him on. All right, Conscience. We're ready for you, man. There we go. Here we go. You're on the air. Conscience. How y'all doing out there tonight? <laughs> doing I, I, well, I, I man. Said, how y'all doing out there tonight? All right. <laughs> so, if you if you if you down to hear some dope poetry tonight, let me hear you say, "Show you right." Show you right. Show you right. Show you right. Well, all right. For those of you that don't know, what Tilt Winterson is what I like to call a sky or high learning. Never mind. I like to welcome y'all to Con Science 101. I'm your host, Content. Just say kind if it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, I, I, I'm here to raise your content level, so shoot, we we, 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 we going to get into this for a bye. All right. All right. All right. All right. When I was three, my mother and me would share a game amongst the stars. She'd hold me in her arms with love in each palm, and she'd tell me I was her little angel. She'd give my third eye a kiss and propel me into her dreams for, for, in all my years, my my, 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 my mother dear would, would, would propel me into her dreams, her, her son amongst the stars descending every once in the blue moon. Tideways would cross against our face when thoughts of being so close to success came and and fell short. In that moment, I developed a phobia, the fear of heights, 
the fact being that I indeed was afraid, uh, uh, afraid to fail, paralyzed by the images. My mind would, 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 would conceive I could never prevail. Stagmented and cemented by the need for control. See, see, the fear of height is the fear of letting go. To know that with to 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 know that with outstretched arms and passion in your soul you could reach your goals just beyond the stars. But fear is the cosmic mass of moss awaiting to snatch every decision in submission to us all. Fears. Forgetting every accurate reason to soar. Fit, fit, fears. Forgetting every accurate reason to soar. See, 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 see. We catapult our dreams into the skies but never reach for them at all. What is fear? But the illusion that there's robbers of the opportunities we, 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 we could have. Well, tonight, tonight, you and I are no different. Tonight, you and I are no different. Captured caterpillars caught cocooning in the conformed cubbies of our minds. But you see, I still think that you and I are fly. We, 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 we have the innate ability to create any design imaginable, but, 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 but if we can make, then we can take, right? Right? Then I'd ask everybody in attendance in the house tonight to, to take out your left hand and hold it to the sky. I said, take out your left hand and hold it to the sky. I want you to ball it up real tight. Then I want you to squeeze, squeeze from the bottom of your soul because fear cannot live there any longer. Now I want you to put it to the side. And with your right, I want you to reach. Reach for your dreams that we have convinced ourselves were impeached. Reach until you no longer have use for your seat. Reach until you've left your feet. Reach, young butterfly, because you, 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 you are fly to me. Now, before bed, I hold my daughter. Now, before bed, I hold my daughter instead. She has not reached the age of three. But I hold her in my arms with love in each palm, and I tell her she's my little angel. I, I, I give her third eye a kiss and propel her into her dreams for, for, for in all her years. Instead of fear, my dear has taught me to reach. What is fear of heights but the fear to dream? You, 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 you all have been a great crowd. I'd like to thank you all for coming out to, to, to Consign 101. Oh, man. All right, man. man. That's Consign that 101, everybody. <laughs> yep. Yep. Aaron, what's on your mind? What you want to ask that young man? We got, we, first, we got to get him. We got to get him the applause, Michael. You know, oh, we started right. it now. You just started All right. it. Now. All right. We got to get him. That's right. Applause for Con Size 101. Thank you, Kylie. Yeah, Con. I think. Now, like, what do you think your biggest inspiration is now writing? Like, you know, from, I guess, uh-huh. we heard She's So Cold say that she got a lot of her passion from being a mom and her being passionate anyway. But I guess, where do you think most of your passion and stuff comes from and and what drives you to come up with all of these 
you know, symbolisms and metaphors and crazy stuff that make me shake my head and have to replay it like 80 <laughs> times to get it. <laughs> Thank you kindly, man. Um, honestly, like, 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 like code, I am a parent. So that definitely drives me to where, where you can't really, you can't really afford to not go as hard as you can. You can't really afford to, you know, not give it 110% because if then if then you're cheating yourself, then you're cheating your kid, you know, you cheat your kid, that's less, mm-hmm. that's less bread on the table for them. So they got to eat. You got to make sure when you're hunting, you, you're hunting relentlessly. You know, you're not just, you're not just passively grazing. You, you, you really got to go get it for your kids. So to me, mm-hmm. writing, writing is, is, is how I show my hunger, you know, writing, whether it's battle rap, it's a song, I, I charge people to annihilate them on their own songs because that's just I, I have to feed my kids. I have to. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. Whether it's any form of writing, I, it, my kids drive my writing, my pen. Whether it's poetry or what, my pen, my my kids, my kid is the reason why I do it. So wow. after that is just personal hunger. I, I've, I've always wanted to. I never want to just do something. I always want to be great at it. You know. So I give them right. all. If I don't give them all, then Come on, man. <laughs> what are you doing it for? Right. You know? Very nice, man. Well, I'd like to ask you a question. You've been at this for a while. What is it? What is poetry to you? And as I shared with Shisoko, speak from your heart. What is poetry to you? What does it mean? Poetry. Hmm. Poetry is expression. All right. Any form of passion that is literature, and not just literature as in with words, but can be articulated, that's literature as well. Art, art is poetry. If you're expressing yourself in any in any form, whether you poetry, you could do poetry on a guitar, not saying no words, <laughs> you know, on a saxophone. Mm-hmm. Poetry came from that. We came from we came from taking those rhythmic sounds. So I mean, that's that in itself is poetry. If you're expressing yourself, you're expressing your art, and it's grooving to you. Well, shoot, I could dig it too. <laughs> that's poetry. All right, poetry man, I like breaks, breaks language barriers. You know, I got Chinese fans. Poetry, they don't understand me like that. Poetry, you feel it. It's not something you hear and it just lays on the surface. You know, you feel that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very nice, man. Very, very nice. All right. You need a little applause for me. Just as one away, everybody. All right, all right, all right. Our next contestant in this contest, I don't think we even said it was a contest, but it's a contest. Our next <laughs> contestant is <laughs> Lyrical Faith. All right. We'll bring Lyrical Faith on. Hello. Hello. Hello, Lyrical Faith. Good evening. Good evening. You hear me all right? Yes. Yes, I can hear you. All right. Oh, uh, yes. Please. Com- okay, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. This this piece is called Movie Magic. <clears throat> So, Warner Brothers produced The Joker. 
and it becomes the first R-rated film of all time, billion in revenue. Transformers was set in Detroit. Red Dragon was filmed in Baltimore. The Silence of the Lambs was in Memphis, Tennessee, and Frankenstein came alive in New Orleans near the same field as 12 Years a Slave. These places all happen to be the most populous black cities in America. The Joker was filmed in Newark, Jersey City, and the Bronx, New York. I am from the Bronx. Born, raised, and it might sound like why am I so serious, but when tourists came to take pictures by the staircase, no one was laughing. I cannot enjoy a feature film without thinking of the unpaid extras posted on the block, how multi-billion dollar productions are shot in the hood for dramatic effect, setting up the horror as if we don't already know scared like the black of our hands. I have seen chalk outlined on sidewalk cleaned up in enough time for tour buses to pull up. Because because street signs in the ghetto make for such great action like Compton, like Brooklyn, like nobody went to sightsee in the hood before it became Hollywood. Can't you see the stars in the ground? The ones that went to heaven before mama could say we made it, before the camera can write down the graveyard to catch our good side. Tell me how many box offices will catch a tax break for the dreams that went to go die on Martin Luther King Boulevard. Which scene? Can my family survive in when our poverty is just so profitable? When the when the cameras stop rolling and remnants of your lens is still on every barbed wire fence movie magic. It's not how abandoned the buildings look, but rather just how well they edit out the residents and somewhere there are viewers visiting the finished trauma on portraits posing in places they do not have to be a part of, thinking it'll turn out okay because isn't gentrification just color correction anyway? And that's that piece. Wonderful! Wow, the way you phrased that. Wow, I like that. I really did. Aaron, you you know lyrical faith. How did you get into? I know we talked about um, in the contest, right? Like you, you have your PhD already, or are you currently a doctoral student? Oh, I wish. Oh, speak that into existence, my brother. Thank you. Yeah, see, I already Uh, did. I already (laughs) did. Uh, thank you. I just finished year one. Uh, I'm currently okay. about to go into year two. And it, so, it'll take, on average, folks finish my program in about five years. All right, cool. So, yeah, yeah, you're going to get there. So my question is, how, like, do you think you're, and you can tell people what your um, 
studying and things of that nature, but do you think that drives your poetry or vice versa? Or, like, how are they kind of connected, or are they in any way? Oh, 100%. My research focus, as I was mentioning earlier, my uh, program is social justice education, and my research focus is studying the intersections of arts and activism through the lens of spoken word poetry. So I've been a poet since the age of 12, and I've Mm -hmm. always been very invested in education and activism-driven values. And so essentially throughout the course of my educational journey and adult life, I wanted to figure out a way to combine um, all of those ideas, feelings, thoughts, narratives. And when I was, you know, when I had the opportunity to apply to this program, I figured this was the opportunity to be able to do that. So it's essentially a, a, it's a, a culmination of my, uh, my, my passions um, all in one, right? So it's my, it's my educational, um, it, it's bringing my educational focus into, into purview. It's bringing my, um, my wants and my need to, to change the, the community and the society uh, mm-hmm. in a positive way and to make an impact. And it's to, to also do that through the arts and to do that through poetry with poetry being the transformative tool that it is. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, no, so that's, it's all, that's it's all, it's all, they're all working together to drive each other forward in, in the things that I'm researching and um, the work that I'm continuing to do, to continuing to do as a performance artist and as an educator. Oh, very nice. Well, it's wonderful. I commend you. Sometimes spoken Thank word you. poetry is viewed as an unsung hero. Sometimes if people view it as being on the back burner, but it's on the front burner. And what I want to know from you, Lyrical Faith, you talked about it. What is it? What is poetry? Whew. Poetry is... It's honestly everything. It's it's like breathing. It's like it's like the mm. the thing that I feel I need to survive, right? I really do feel like poetry has changed my life and has also saved my life in various ways and I know that it has changed and and saved the lives of other people. Right. And that's why I'm doing this work because I know poetry has that impact and very undervalued um, at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Um, for for the impact that it is is able to create um, and that it has created in in many communities um, throughout time, throughout history, all the way back um, to the foundations of this country up until present day, right? And so I know that mm-hmm. it, it will continue to impact the future. But for me, I started writing because. I am the youngest child of six. I grew up in a neighborhood in the Bronx, New York. I felt as though I I went around to a lot of different schools when I was younger. I went to three different elementary schools. Before I was able to find my voice, I felt silenced a lot. I felt like I was kind of lost in the sauce. I felt like I wasn't listened to in my family or just, you know, anywhere else I didn't have, like, my niche. I kind of was just mm-hmm. somebody who stayed to myself and, and had to bottle up a lot of anger and a lot of issues and 
didn't know how to express that in poetry. When I found writing, when I found poetry, it became my channel to to mm. process those emotions and to process wow. that pain and to process those feelings and those thoughts and ideas um, in a in a creative way and in a in a way that was that saved me um, from being able to you know to do something to 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 do something harmful to myself or anything like that. So I feel like um, you know for me poetry is everything is survival. Mm. Wow. Mm. Poetry is life. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much. Our next contestant, good people, is Juliet Marie Taylor. All right. Juliet, are you there? I am with you. I'm with you all the way from Israel at 3 (laughs) a.m. She's in Israel, everybody. This is international. We don't play. Aaron don't play. (laughs) All right. That's right. Thank you for staying up, Juliet. Thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm really excited to be on the show and to share this platform with so many talented artists and fellow poets. Are you with me? Can you All right, cool. So, yes, yeah. yes. To, Please share. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's an international delay, but I'm with you. I'm going to go. All right, then. That's no problem. Okay. My effervescent presence. And though she be but little, she is fierce. William Shakespeare and Midsummer Night's Dream. This is going out live. Watch me work this stage and thrive. And if I make a mistake, like life, there is no second take. Smoothly take control of this microphone because this here plaque my home. Get ready to enter my zone. For this, I've been waiting, anticipating. My creativity's back and turn it up full whack. I'm feeling myself, power, abundance, wealth, peace, fulfillment, and health. I'm inspired, I'm admired, I'm vivacious and outrageous. I am curvy and still worthy. I work my beauty like it's my duty. I'm sophisticated class and I'm not hiding behind a mask. I bring the heat and I'm on fire. I'm your deepest dark desire. I'm a real diva and you're catching my hot fever. I will charm you, then disarm you. I'll hold you in the palm of my hand. I'll draw you in. You will soon understand. I am smart and I am wise. I got my eyes on that prize. I am soaring, hear me roaring. I am a lion heart, end of kickstart. You can't deny or cut my air supply. My strength, it is growing and you can feel it, it is showing. And this is me. That everything, my poetry, songs, the words that I bring, and I am lighting up the fire that's rising up, up, higher. Igniting my flame and now I'm back in the game. I'm not looking to blame, there's no one else in my frame. I'm sharing my story of self-love glory, and I own it. This is real. This sincerity that you feel, it is 
oozing out of every pore, and you are bearing witness to this war. From the battle I revived, and now I finally arrived. I'm shedding all my snakeskin. Say goodbye to all my sins. Sing all my armor. I am still, and I am calmer. I don't even mind that life is cruel to be kind. I'm feeling so lit I can take all the hits. The sky is the limit and I am gliding within it. I'm floating on a cloud and the music is loud. Blood pumping through my heart. I am a walking work of art. This energy flows with no guaranteed tomorrows. It is coursing through my veins and I'm making all these games. And I couldn't be prouder, but I'm going to spit it, say it, shout it louder. And I don't care if you're listening, because my listening. And I'm transcendent, unrepentant. I am glowing and all-knowing. No matter how the cookie crumbles, I am crazy, yet I'm humble. I'm a fighter, and I'm a real writer. Profound. I am blessed. I have been crowned. I didn't know I had this talent, didn't know it lived in me. And now I've proved it to myself. I am flying. I am free. My beats are not stopping. Brains exploding, fizzing, popping. Inhale. I'm expanding. Exhale. And I am landing. This wrote itself in the early hours. Explore, discover all my powers. And I am not a morning person other than that. Nothing is certain, except taxes and death, but I don't even care. I mean, just so you know, we're all going there. Move, bitch, get out of the way. Move out to those who have nothing nice to say. I'm on full speed, my mind's on crack, and there's absolutely nothing that I could lack, because I am independent and I got my own back, and that's how I know I'm on the right track. And Dr. Faith, that's my grandpa, he lights the way on every single day. He lights up the street, he's my rhyme, my rhythm and beat. And with him by my side, I can face everyone. I've got nothing to hide, the ebb and the flow and the break of the tide. The strong will survive. We are present and we are alive. Wow. Oh, wow. All the way from Israel, good people. Yeah. Wow, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Aaron. Well, first, you know, I just got to say that I'm so glad that we did the contest first because this applause is putting me to shame. Y'all out there, you know, super loud <laughs> versus when we first did it. But, Juliet, I think this is wonderful and um. Have you always written about so much like uh, equal rights and passion and things like that? Yeah. I, you know, um, the last poet when she was speaking, it also really spoke to me because I am writing about the human experience and I just finished my master's in, in education and uh, advocacy and leadership. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, poetry for me is an outlet to just talk about, like, really every aspect and facet of the human experience and, and life, love, and everything in between. And it just crosses lines. It crosses every single line. 
and it's just such an incredible way to free yourself from the thoughts in your mind and the things that you might not be able to say on a day-to-day basis but you can just get them out when it comes to poetry and rhyming and free flow and that energy mm-hmm. yeah wow. that's that's great right that's beautiful you know, it sounds like you've already answered my question in terms of what is poetry, but what I'd like you to do is to dig a little deeper. Tell me more about poetry from your heart. What does it do for you? Poetry is my heart speaking to your heart. And oh, I wow. did start to say it, but I just it's my heart speaking to your heart. It's my soul speaking to your soul and connecting with you. Mm. And we are talking across oceans, <laughs> across skies, and it crosses, it crosses yep. boundaries, crosses cultures, it crosses gender, it crosses race. It just crosses every single line that there is, and it allows us to connect with each other and see each other for who we are and see the other person's being, you know, the light that lives inside of all of us. And I think uh, sometimes we get stuck on our, on our differences, and we are different, but we also, as humans, like I said, the human experience, we share so much, so much of the struggle um, so much of the ups and downs that we all go through, you know, living here, you know, you live through crazy times, you live through war, you live through uncertainty. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think you all need an outlet, whether it's that, you know, you're a parent and that outlet is the love for your kids or you're like me and I'm a single independent woman and my words come from my fire and my independence. Um, and yet we can just connect with each other on this artist, human, passionate, expressive level through the power of words mixed with rhythm and aesthetics and this whole tapestry of of uh, of language and soul and beats. Wow. It's musical. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. The last contestant oh, for the night is Free K. Bring Free K on. Hello. Freedom. Hello, Free K. Hello. Hey, what's wrong? Welcome to the program. Can you hear me all right? Michael, yes. we got to add the dot in there. we got to add the dot. Free dot K. Free dot K. Yeah. All right, all right. Thank you. Free knowledge. Free knowledge. All right. We. So, yeah, I guess we're going to just go ahead and what? Applause her and let her go on and do her thing? Yes. What I'd like her to do is to do her thing, and then we'll applaud at the end. All right. Yep. Let's get it. All righty. <clears throat> Y'all can hear me okay? Yes. Yep. Okay. I'm just going to be sure. <clears throat> History lesson. 2000 BC in the crumbles and bricks, the books of Gilgamesh brings surface a new writing style. Then boom, the birth of verbal Afro-DGX poetry, history longer than Odyssey books, leaving crooks with crooked necks, a style that you can never interrupt. Haiku or hexameter, you know they see us. More cunning than Odysseus, a sacred art. I got to keep it protected like Trojan. My horse come down with force, no wood. A what is what you looking for where you got him. Keep acting froggy. Go ahead and jump back to your lily pad. They're going to tell stories about how hmm. I killed these poses. Lily ad. I got essays running longer than a hectare. My words was the bullets and my pen was the vector. My ballpoint is going to cut you at your weak point. Achilles goes back far. 
before the Badus and Kendrick Lamars. We had the Angelos. You could never dream of trying it. I'm going to fly in like a comet and hit you with 13th century flow for Tristan and Sonic's son. I say that because you looking like my boy. Taking a beat from your song is like taking away your toy, wanting to trace my space when you barely know how to color in the line. I should put you down for a nap the way you whine on the track, T-U-V-B-S. Man, you know that really sound a hot mess. The way you move on stage, I thought you had to wreck. About to pull out a white bed and put you down for a stretch, lay down. Mm. So let me put Thomas and his friends on you. That's a variety pack. I'm going to have you running back on your railroad track, Harriet Tubman. Your mama never told you not to touch the stove. My steam is too strong. The steam is too hot for tub pans. You calling that rap? You about to get wrapped in my lyrical surround rap feed. I am a schematic of compact bars, stanzas, and similes. The original birth of expression. The original rhythm in rhyme. The original rhythm in poverty. The original rhythm in pain. I came to repress all poses. I refuse to let a commoner speak on a deity's name. Do you not remember where you come from? How dare you use the work of your predecessors in vain? You dumbed down a blueprint to try to get a quick dime. I tried to put the hammer in your hand. You decided to beat your head in. Plastered up some drywall like crooked teeth. Your roof has caved in. You thinking it's sweet. I'm about to get real bitter with the glitter. You going to take my flow for simp and watch it sink your ship. Ayo, I get real Gwendolyn with the books. Ayo, schoolboy, I guess you didn't read this in the books. I got the hues that I have you swerving out of your lane, son. You know, Langston. Like, like Hughes, mm. like Phyllis Wheatley, you gonna feel this heat leave. I am, I said, like Phyllis Wheatley, you gonna feel this heat leave. I am poetic. I'm purposely organizing emotions to ignite change. I said, I'm poetic. I'm purposely organizing emotions to ignite change. This ain't a hobby for me, Cation. I'm dedicated. You allow oversaturated rhymes to go out for a vacation. You wanna find you a Nikki and put her in some Givenchy. I'm trying to build my own mom from now on. Just call me Free Giovanni. It seems like nowadays. Y'all rappers speak the far school. You're going to try to catch my wave. I'm going to have you stretched out like proton particles. You want it to fit into the category so fast. You feel left out like the brown chip in a Chex Mix bag. The apple ain't far too far from the tree, but somebody forgot to tell you that you rotten, son. Try to genetically alter these scenes, but nobody ever told you that you can't beat an original, son. I came here to show you that poet. Speak on more than a sensual year. They call me free, but the K is silent. I see you rubbing your chin. Like, oh, I didn't know had free AK. Mm, I didn't know that free had AK in it. Why you stuck in wonder with your chin up? I pulled out an AK and got clipped up, man. That's 47 to really pull you up. Now, first 48 here to top you up. Let's take that back to a pen and pad. I heard you was a biter, so go ahead and eat this. I go berserker with my wit. I'm berserker with the pen. Son of Sam, they call me burger with my poetry. possesses you like demons. Grab me a wish you can't help screaming. I got the stands that'll make a lint man stand up and make a grandma reach for her my lancer. Free. <laughs> Thank y'all. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow, it's oh, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I had to pull over real quick. I, need, I, I couldn't be on the road trying to <laughs> I need to hear that again. <laughs> I need the encore. Um Free Dot K, like where did you get this like I don't need I'm speechless. Hold on, let me get myself together. Where did you get this um like your whole rhyme scheme and rhyme pattern like what were your inspirations like any people or how did you end up um, like, get getting into poetry 
So I've always kind of, like, written. I haven't always been the most social. Anybody who knows me personally knows I can't really talk for real. Like, I stutter very bad um, in regular conversations. Mm. So growing up, you know, it, it was very hard for me to communicate with my peers because I was using SAT words whenever I was talking to people, and niggas don't know SAT words for real. So I would write to try and find, like, a simpler space in order for me to be able – it don't matter if I say it to a homeless man on the street or to someone who don't have a, a, a high school diploma, they're going to understand what I'm saying. Um, and that was kind of, mm-hmm. like, my driving force and how I deliver and the words that I choose to say. As far as, like, my, my rhythm in which I speak, I'm kind of ADHD anyway, and I don't like listening to things that have a very well. I I, I can't say that because I like house music, but I don't like I don't like feeling like I'm listening to something that's flatlining. So I know when I'm hearing somebody talk, when I'm interested in the story, it's because of the voice inflections and the changes within within the rhythm that keeps me interested in the story. So I try to adopt that same mentality in which I write. Oh wow! Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you write incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Incredibly Thank well. <laughs> so. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All so Houston, what is man. it? All the way in Houston. Yeah. What is, is it? Poetry. What is poetry? Yes, ma'am. Um, I feel like poetry is a form of communication. I feel like it's one of the last real ways that people have to be raw and authentic. I feel like it's one of the last arts that hasn't been, like, gentrified by um, the forefront of what people expect poetry to be. Um, I feel like you can definitely go through history and determine, like, what the state of the world was based off of people's writings and teachings. So ultimately, poetry is a way of life. It's another segment or another manner in which to teach someone in a short amount of time and it's also a, a, an internal expression of dialogue with between person and the real world. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back, everybody. I gotta get my juice too. I gotta go get some juice. <laughs> some Here we ice go. In it. This. <laughs> She's so cold. You ready? Sorry, I'm here. I wasn't prepared. All right. <laughs> All right. 
give me just a moment, sorry. This will give everybody time to get okay. y'all get ready. It's called okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, right. Buckle up. All right. All right. The title of the piece is Black Names. Sorry, I'm outside. Hello. Oh, we didn't lose her. Yeah. Oh, we, I'm here hanging. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me to, to the kitchen and cook some food. <laughs> she, gave, she gave me time to get my okay. feet together. There we go. Yeah, let's go. Okay, I'm ready. I'm yeah. Sorry. You did. <laughs> I am so sorry. Okay, I'm ready now. All right. Ready. Title is uh, Black Names. <clears throat> I gave my kids white names. Although I went to black schools, most of my teachers looked like the oppressors of my ancestors. Their lips appeared too thin to produce more rounded consonants and vowels. I'd watch them struggle to pronounce long O's and short A's. It was painful to be a high school senior on the first day of class and watch the instructor use an index finger to confusingly send out, sound out the names of your peers, names that had anywhere between two to four syllables, but tribal dance off your tongue easily. I grew up with family that operated in corporate America. There was an image, a certain presentation made by our caliber of people, and there was so much in the name, the resume dictated your fate. And it had to look good to the people doing the hiring. The name had to be plain or else the resume gets put to the bottom of the pile. I was traumatized. So when it was time to name my first child, I stayed safe. American names only with two syllables, easy on the tongue, no need to extend your diaphragm for pronunciation. The names were uncolored, ambiguous. When you read their names, you had to look further down the resume to see where they went to school to see if you could piece together pieces of their neighborhood, get a glimpse into their identity before giving them a chance at first glance. You don't know if my kid is black or not. I wish I could go back, go back to the younger me. Tell me that pride in oneself should never be compromised for the sake of anyone else's linguistic capabilities. There should be no conforming because there's power interwoven in those names. Embedded into the metal chain links that tried to rust my history away, curl your tongue into the shape of the waves that carried my people away, spit through your teeth every consonant that was whipped from my ancestors' lips, let them choke on how dope your name is. But since I can't go back... My responsibility is to pour into my kids the confidence to be black, mixed with black, mixed with more black, every word they speak to be black, unapologetically, consistently, powerfully black excellence. I mean, I do want the best for them. I want that culture to flow through their veins like hot lava, like mountains spewing all things colorful and unfamiliar, like guara guara down the mountainside. I want them to know there's power in the tongue. Make them say your name. It don't matter how many syllables, consonants, or vowels are thrown together. Make them say your name. And make sure they say it right the first time. Poem. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Thank you. She's so cold, everybody. (laughs) Now, thank you so much. All right, Conscience 101, you're on the air. Conscience. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. How you doing, buddy? We ready oh. for another one. Oh, okay. Uh, give me one moment. <laughs> I like it. Everybody giving us time to get settled. I just want to appreciate everybody for joining in, everybody for listening, Michael, for you and your legendary platform, give you your flowers <laughs> that you definitely deserve. And, yeah, Con Science, whenever you're ready, show your ride. <laughs> show your ride. Well, shit, if that's – I mean, I'm sorry. You can't curse on the radio. Well, shoot. Yes, you can. If that's the case. <laughs> oh, I can? Yeah, of course. You're telling me I can do it how I, how I wrote it? Do it how you wrote it. Oh, Lord, Shorty. <laughs> well, if that's the case, we're going to do the poem that got us here. Absolutely. Absolutely. If there's any ladies in the house listening, let, 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 let me hear you say, so you right. Well, I heard you over there, Shorty. Absolutely. <laughs> we 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 we're gonna get into this next poem, all right? Alright. Alright. Right. <laughs> She's trying to bust my metapod. But all it knows is Harden. I said T C C's trying to bust my metapod, but all it knows is Harden. We Switching five, 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 five submissions to match the position of the hand that my heart's in. Listen, there's a difference. There's a there's a fucking difference between making love and and love making and shouting, trying to explore every anomaly. Pardon me, but I seldomly see a queen of your stature after hours. So 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 I'll ask you, is your heart sore from this bastard? Can we can, can can we move forward and get back at him together? C C C C, you fine as hell, and I wouldn't mind a damn being tempted by Satan to see you naked, Eve. I I I I I I, I, I said. Oh my goodness. I said you fine as hell, and I wouldn't mind a damn being tempted by Satan to see you naked, Eve. Oh. I can see you, 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 you in need of some good head. So, 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 so enough said. Yeah. I'm just trying to make your peaches cream. <laughs> I don't mean no, di- I, I, I don't mean no disrespect to your man's this shit. But I can't be the first to tell you, Saudi. You too good for him. I bet. I bet when y'all fuck, he's scared to tug on your naps or stick a thumb in your butt. I bet. I bet his sole purpose is and always was what what was to bust a nut and then cut. But 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 this, this, this is something this is some this is something different. Connection stimulating the funk in your chin. Shouty. You'll only see what I'm cooking with if we intend to do dishes. So so does he tell you you're beautiful? I said, Does he tell you you're beautiful? Be, 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 because a day wouldn't fail to pass where I wouldn't fail to laugh at those sort of suggestions. As if your light lessens by lack of affection. Gra- gra- grab you by your hips and let your lips meet my facial intersection. Kissing your prism to your heart threatens to stop missing. If your smile threats to, to, to your heart threatens to stop to, to, to your heart threatens to stop beating. If your smile was ever missing, oh shoot, you don't shine. And that's fine, for in fact you glisten. But 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 I get it. 
Because if I had a girl like you, I'd want her to hold it down too. So I told her we wouldn't come around again and, you know, we could just be friends. But see, 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 trying to bust my net apart and all it knows is hardened. We 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 switch we we switch, we switching five submissions to match the position of the hand that my heart's in. It's, that, that there's a difference. That there's a diff. That, that there's a fucking difference between making love and fucking love making and shouting, trying to explore every anomaly. I. I so you right. You 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 you, you, you oh, all have been a great crowd. I'd like to thank you all for coming out to 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 Consign. Consign's one of them, everybody. Thank you yes. so much. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. the yeah. next person <laughs> is lyrical faith. <laughs> all right, lyrical faith. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, hey. When, Happy hey, whenever you're ready. All right. <laughs> All right now. <clears throat> Black boys. Black casket. Black funeral. Black after party. Black as shit music, black trap, black R&B, black hip-hop, black hopscotch, black sidewalk, white chalk outline, black media outlets, world star, hip-hop, the stage room, black entertainment, television, black Twitter, black iPhone, black emojis, black fist means power to the black people. We learned that from the Black Panther Party circa 1966. To be black and resist is to have a black death wish. Mm. Big black sky holds light, bright stars. Wouldn't be the first time a black thing was the foundation for white shining. Black and white television, black and white photographs, blackness be the absence of all light. But yet, we woke up like this. Black lips, black nose, black hair, black cheekbones, black girl. Wrapped tight in her black skin. Praying she don't give birth to black children who know what it feels like to be still in black holes, six deep beneath our feet, getting eaten by black leaks, getting eaten like mama called you and all your black cousins to the kitchen to come get you a black feast. Black child grows up whole despite being shot at all along by a black piece, black woman was being shot at all along by white police until they called it suicide. Call it attack violence, but yet we've heard not one distraction here except white noise. While black bullets locked and loaded somewhere be a mass murderer's white toys. So he walk up in the space and we all at the function. Fresh to death, arrived on CP time, but we look good, though. (laughs) Moments I remembered why black folk take so long to get ready and always show up late. 
it's because if we die today, this will be our ghost outfit forever. So you gonna wait. Home. Wow. 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 Thank you, Miracle Faith. Wow. Powerful piece. Powerful piece. All right. It is time for Juliet. Juliet, you're on there. Hello. Hello. Hi, this one, I'm just, I'm going to do this one. I wrote this yesterday because I'm a boss and I'm a woman. And sometimes it's hard to be a boss and sometimes it's hard to be a woman. (laughs) So, it's a little one, it's a short one. You don't like my tone? I'm not playing within your comfort zone. Being at the top can make you feel alone. You don't like my attitude and you think I'm being rude? If I was a man, you'd be my number one fan, so I am taking a stand. And I will not apologize or let you cut me down to size. You will not get a rise. Because this is my profession, and I do not make false concessions. I'm not afraid to rock the boat. Don't package it pretty or sugarcoat. And I will tell you straight with no debate. The message clear. Don't waste my time with tears and fears. So pay attention. No room for dissension. Try and stage a coup. I already see you. I'm 10 steps ahead and you made your bed. You haven't even mastered it and I'm already past it. Can you step up to the plate? I don't play games and I don't placate. But I've got your back, and I'm keeping this thing on track. This is justice, and you can trust this. Short and sweet. Wow. All right. All All right. right. Here we go. (laughs) Julia. Thank you. The crowd was so stunned (laughs) that they were not even ready. All right. Okay. Free. Free. (laughs) <laughs> Free dot K. You're on the air. All right. Can you hear me all right? Yes. All righty. <clears throat> Does everyone understand the process of breathing? Taking an O2, expanding the chest cavity, then contracting the carbon that's been diluted through your body's natural filter. On a count of three, Let's inhale together. One, two, inhale. They tell me to breathe right into this poem. Make it come alive, put everything inside my body onto the page. Don't be afraid to be honest. And honestly, I'm not sure what that means. Make it come alive when I can barely process the constant battle of circling the air around my chest until it's polluted itself. So now I'm known as a shit talker. Voice box is a category. This type of oxygen be fire bending, burning the idea of conversation norms that turn into smoke screens. How am I supposed to breathe when the air in the room is not made for me? But my baby, I inadvertently made myself an outcast. Breathing has always been difficult. Exhale. I remember when I had an asthma attack for the first time. My body fought me. It threw its dupes up and said that we need a break from breathing. My lungs dropped to my hips. I lost my sight. 
my knees buckled that day, and let's just say I haven't really stood upright since until I made poetry in my lungs. But now my lungs are collapsing. I don't know CPR. I can't predict reaction. Inhale, how do I make this poem come alive for you? When you're already dead inside, nor are you looking to get back in touch with who you are, rather breathe in smog than take in the truth dead in front of you, all around you, exhale, say this poem should be. I don't like heavy breathing. I get faint. I feel winded. My pipes seem rusty. These hard ropes remind me of that time that I almost drowned in Somerville Lake. How do I make this poem breathe when I'm down on bended knee? My back is cracked. A sap is pressed to the back. I said, how do I make this poem breathe when I'm down on bended knee? My back is cracked. A sap is pressed to the back. I'm gasping for your understanding. I'm gasping through the parallel vertical L's of my larynx. I'm gasping for air. Inhale. Everybody wants to talk about bringing life, but never check to see if the oxygen levels are right. What if I want to breathe death into my home? Let every poem mean the funeral of a broken habit. Bury the old feeling of pressure on my chest. Pull away from the shock. Fade the fibrillator and let my heart fade out like that one song. And so finally, and so finally, I'll be able to exhale peacefully on the count of three. One, two, three. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, Aaron, oh or the poet, will announce the winner of the contest. Everybody was so great. It was so difficult. So 
it just sucks that the judges had to pick only three people. Well, I guess in this case it was four. So the third place tie, and I guess after this, Michael, we're going to get a round of applause, was yes. $50, Con Science 101, and Free.K. All right. Congratulations. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Wonderful, man. Wonderful. Hey, Aaron, before you continue, who are the judges? Oh, I'm glad you asked that. The judges were also the the very host of this legendary podcast, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Also, we had Delyn Lee, who is a poet herself and author. And then we have my man, Brian um, Donnell, who is also um, doing his own thing. Brian Donnell James, he's a poet. He's also uh, the winner of the World Food Day poetry competition and he's also an author himself so those three were the judges including myself so thank you to the judges for all of your hard work and dedication to this to this contest all right all right so second place the 150 dollars uh winner who unfortunately cannot join us tonight due to some of the time constraints um, she's somebody else who's overseas now, but that was Yvette G. Santana, the second place winner for $150. Wow. All right. All right. All right. Let me give her some, some, some applause, man. We, yeah. Yvette yeah. Santana. All right. All right. Oh, man. You know, I should have had somebody else uh, announce the winners because I feel like this is the hardest this the hard mm-hmm. job, right? I gotta be the yes, one to, to let people down. But first place prize is going to she's so cold. She's so cold. She's so cold. One of the concepts. Y'all are too kind. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. All right. Again, um, she's so cold. It was a tough. It was a tough contest. Everybody was great. Um, oh, she's so cold. It was really. <laughs> that's, why, <laughs> that's why y'all check up performances out. If you missed any of the performances, youtube.com slash Aaron Art Poet. But again, I just can't emphasize enough how awesome everybody yeah, it was. was, it was tough. I look forward to all of you finalists. I'm gonna have to invite y'all back for free to join in the next one because it's getting more and more competitive out here. But the the work is great. The artists and the poets y'all are all terrific and wonderful. And I'll share this. I'd like to invite all of you to be guests on my show individually. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be in touch. But I'd like you to be a guest on my show. All right. She's so cold. Are you there? Let's give her another round of applause. (laughs) 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 She's so cold. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron, should we end? Yeah, I guess so. Um, 
know, I don't know what else we can do, but there'll, there'll be more true. content. I know, you got, I know you got other shows coming up. So, again, I want to thank you, man, for all you do for poetry and for this contest for Poetically Correct and everybody who's been listening and supporting. Love and appreciate y'all. Couldn't do it without y'all. And all the poets, we're going to keep this thing going. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. For sure. And as Aaron said, it was a difficult decision. They all were difficult because everybody was outstanding. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right, good people. On that note, that ends the program. We want to thank you for tuning in and listening to some wonderful poetry tonight. I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I'd like to thank Aaron R., the poet, for planning this whole thing, planning the program, being the man who literally does it all. All right. So at the end, oh, man, at the end, as I share every week, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Good night, everybody. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.